0: All right, welcome back to the latest episode of Best Hour of Their Day. Fern and I are here, giving a little bit of an introduction to to the episode. Don't mind, there's chaos going on at Crossford Rife right now. Cassidy is Cassidy,
1: who's been on the podcast, is in the background doing some painting, uh, which is interesting because a lot of people say that Cassidy and I are like a married couple, and we operate much better than that in many scenarios because my wife would never come in here. No, actually she would. I'm joking. Like, but painting, so I tell you what my wife and I don't do to get well together is projects like this. Like we don't do projects together. It doesn't go well.
0: I don't think there's any couple out there that can't, I mean, when Ross and I fight, it's almost always like we're trying to do something in the house. We're trying to move something. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a good look for for a married couple, but I feel like there's some sort of karate kid type thing happening like you're the Miyagi and he's you're teaching Lacks him to paint on, yeah, <laughs> on like I yeah listen like this up and
1: down it. guys this be, this attention to detail on the paint here is is actually how you get good at teaching the snatch
0: yeah and like after like I don't get it and then all of a sudden he's like oh my god I see hip extension
1: <laughs> yeah one day you will after you finish this you're just much better at seeing triple extension it works
0: so so on today's epi- episode we have Brian Stites and. You know, I did the interview and I think it was really incredible. I think the guy got a lot of hate out there on the interwebs. I think a lot of people just jumped on the bandwagon of, of hating on this dude. But it was it was really insightful to see that he cares, he's passionate about CrossFit. I think, you know, speaking of marriages, you you, you text your wife or you email and it can get misconstrued.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that it's necessarily fair to, to for us to internet blast anybody. Like we don't know the full context. We don't know what the intent was. We don't know how this person actually feels. We just know that there was some interaction which was blown uh you know right onto you know the the Facebook world where all positive things happen.
0: Exactly. And uh,
1: and, uh I, I think this is cool because it's an opportunity for him to deep dive in it and explain in depth like how he actually feels which is the beauty of all this stuff. It's hard to express that in in one post in facebook but this long form allows for actually people to express their thoughts their feelings their background and and, and really what it is that they're trying to convey to the world so uh, I, i'm i'm happy that you got to do it i'm happy that we got to give them the platform to talk about this because um yeah this is definitely one of those things where like you could go down in history as like that guy which is not fair
0: you know and and, and i think He's been on a lot of podcasts recently for that reason. I think this is the first one that kind of gave him that opportunity to speak candidly and publicly, and I hope that everyone will stay tuned towards the end because at the end, he really opens up. There are some tears shed, and I think it's really insightful into the type of person he is, and you know, not to let just a, a quick post on, on social media or Facebook influence how you feel about him. But before we get to that, Fern, you have a big day coming this weekend.
1: I do have a big day and I was kind of, kind of use this, this, um, this podcast is like a, in a, a good example of that, which is like, we all make mistakes. Right. And, and I think he would largely consider like some, there are some mistakes in there and like you make mistakes in marriages and you make mistakes in partnerships and you make mistakes, you know, when, when you communicate with people and uh, it's no, it's the same here. And if you're trying to make up for a mistake And you want to do something good for your spouse or somebody else? Maybe I want to buy Cassidy a Groove Life ring. You should. I think it's time you
0: put a ring on it.
1: I'll put a ring on it. I'm going to put a ring on Cassidy's hand to to cherish our relationship forever. Um, But no, so like again, like I'm thinking about getting a new one and maybe matching ones for my wife and I because our anniversary is
0: on the 11th. It's on Veterans Day. So. Well, that's. That's uh unique. Did you do that on purpose? Well Veterans Day doesn't always We did fall get married women. on
1: purpose, yes. Everything about our marriage was intentional.
0: <laughs> so uh, you did get married on purpose, which is a good thing. Now, you say you're gonna get her a new groove life ring. Did, what type of ring does she wear typically? Does she wear does she, a metal ring?
1: We she used to wear a metal ring, but now she has uh, a different one. But I'm thinking about just getting potentially matching ones for our uh for our anniversary.
0: Oh, ah, what colors would you go with?
1: I don't know i have this white one i've been a fan of white for a couple years uh, and i really dig this one but maybe i'll get creative and maybe i'll do pink i don't know
0: oh pink for the for the couple you know after after last episode where we talked about groove life and you were telling you know all the military stories and the reason those rings are important a lot of people hit us up and they're like hey yeah i know somebody like fern was saying that lost their finger wearing a metal ring and it's really important to wear these silicone rings that that stretch but ultimately break if you need to um so we got we got a lot of positive feedback on that and jess is still active duty
1: yeah she's still active duty but more importantly like the number of people that i know in the gym that leave their hardware here like their wedding rings engagement rings at the gym because they don't want to wear them during a workout, like it's at least once a week. Right. But then everybody that has like any of these groove lives, because um, it's silicone and it's comfortable and I can grab a barbell and not have to worry about my hand and stuff like that. They don't lose theirs because they can just leave it on for the workout.
0: Well, and the positive for that is even should you take it off and lose it, it's guaranteed for life. Yep, so they will for life. literally send you a new ring if you lose it. Um, so whether you're celebrating an anniversary this weekend, or you just want to replace your, Metal ring or your lesser quality silicone ring, check out Groove Life and you can use the code BEST HOUR, BEST HOUR for 18% off your order. So, Fern, you're going to use that code? I mean, it's a little late, isn't it? I mean, we're talking, you got to get that order in. It's
1: never too late. Overnight shipping, dude. We're good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like you live your life and your relationship with overnight shipping. Uh, the UPS
1: guy probably thinks so.
0: <laughs> He's going to get a little box. It's going to be addressed to you. He's going to be like, oh, man, this is last minute, isn't it? But, you, but yeah, you should. Important. You
1: should. Say it's emergency.
0: So you're going to get hey. one for you, one for Jess, and one for Cassidy? Yep.
1: Maybe I'll have all three match for us.
0: <laughs> hey, open relationship. It's it's That's the right. way to go these days. It's, it's the cool. way to go. So, yeah, check out Groove Life. Use the code Best Hour, 18% off. We guarantee you're going to like it. And it's completely replaceable. If you should lose it, if it should break, they'll take good care of you. Great customer service over there. Check out Groove GrooveLife, com. But Fern, I'm really excited to present this interview because I think, you know, I went into this interview and I was like, okay, this is going to be, we're going to headbutt, we're going to argue. And he was just really genuine. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that we can give him this platform. I hope people will share this and show the world that he's not this bad dude that he's been made out to be on Social media.
1: Yeah. So, guys, take a listen. You know, remove the judgment, practice a little empathy because at the end of the day, we're all going to make mistakes and we're going to want people to give us the same courtesy.
0: All right. Welcome back to Best Hour of Their Day. We have a special guest. His name is Brian Stites. Brian, welcome. Well, thank you. Hi. So, Brian is the current owner of the affiliate CrossFit On Track. And you're based out of Kansas City, correct?
2: Yep. Uh, south part of Kansas City. Oatha.
0: What was the name of that town? Like a little suburb. Oatha. Oatha in Kansas. <coughs> well, actually, is it um, Missouri, right? Uh, it's Kansas. It's Kansas. So, Because Kansas City lies on that line where it's like Missouri, but it's Kansas. Uh, and we actually just drove through it on the move from Florida to Colorado. and We couldn't figure out where we were.
2: Yeah, no. Kansas City has a has a Kansas City side and a Missouri side. We are firmly entrenched on
0: the Kansas uh, on Kansas side. All right, really cool. So, hey, if you listen to this show and you follow kind of the CrossFit news, you might have heard of Brian. You've become kind of famous or infamous. I'm not exactly sure. So, right, so let let's talk about it and let's try to place it in chronological order because I think there's a lot of uncertainty of what happened. Let's let's let this episode kind of clear the rumors, clear the innuendos, and let Brian tell his story and let's have an open dialogue about it. Brian and I spoke briefly before we hit record and said, hey, we might disagree on some things, but that's cool. We're open-minded people. We can discuss it. So so Brian, at this point everybody, maybe not everyone, but if they're unknown, you basically posted something in Facebook. You hear back from Coach Glassman a couple weeks later that he's taking away your affiliate. But I think a lot happened prior to that that people are unsure and uneducated about. So if you don't mind, kind of lay out what happened.
2: <clears throat> sure. Uh, so the, uh, the, the message in question on Facebook was uh, in a closed affiliate owner group. It was well, called the Affiliate Owners Group, um, but there are other people in there who are not just affiliate owners. And, uh, and sort of one night I was uh, just kind of thinking about the direction that CrossFit's going with their health and wellness initiative and sort of the things that had gotten me excited initially about CrossFit uh, in particular, uh, you know, I came in right at uh, 2012, which is kind of when the, the build around the games was starting to be a lot bigger and, and, and the push was more towards the, it being a competitive sport. And so that's kind of what really got me excited about it. We were heavily invested in that for years and years and years. Um, and then there was kind of this change back in CrossFit, or let's just say change away from it being this competitive sport to it being more of the health and wellness initiative, sort of a, a renaissance back to that idea. <coughs> and, uh, and and so this one, uh, this one night in particular, uh, I'm sort of posting my feelings about that change that I kind of feel lost I don't know what I'm doing uh, you know I spent six seven years uh, doing one thing that I and then I feel like CrossFit for for me I felt like CrossFit was changing its direction uh, you know people have hence since then explained that no CrossFit was always a health and wellness initiative and, and I get that and I and I respect that and then I think CrossFit should be that I guess that's that's, that's awesome but it's not what I—it's not what I initially came in for. Uh, I got excited about the the sport of fitness, and uh, and now you know, I'm looking back and I'm, I'm having this sort of existential crisis. Arm and Hammer said that, and I thought it was <coughs> kind of the perfect way to describe it—sort of an existential moment. You know, what have I been doing? You know, with my with my folks in my gym, and is it the right thing for my folks in the gym? Uh, that we that we had been doing things that way and had been so successful competitively. Um, for the area that we're in, for sure. Uh, and now that we're, you know, on the on the health and wellness side, am I am I still doing the right things, or am I still still the mentality of being a you know compete first sort of guy? reconcile um, all of those things in my gym. And uh, message off saying, you know, I'm, I'm I'm disillusioned with the whole thing because. I don't feel like the communication was very good, um, to the affiliate owners. I don't, I don't feel, I feel like a lot of times CrossFit HQ makes edicts and then that's the end of, that's the end of the communication. And when I have questions and comments concerns and none of them ever got addressed. Um, but, uh, but, but at the very beginning of the email, I say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pro, uh, uh health and wellness. I think, you know, maybe it's a change for the better. I have no issue with that. I just, I'm, I feel like I'm just lost and confused about what's going on, and I get to the end of the, uh, the message and I say, <clears throat> "So I need help." You know that am I still attached to CrossFit? Am I still like, am I still doing CrossFit? Like, what's my identity in CrossFit? And I asked the other affiliate owners, who I thought that's you know, what this group was populated by. I asked the other affiliate owners for help, for clarification, just kind of understanding uh, kind of understanding where I was at, because I hadn't had that communication with a lot of other people in an open forum like that. Uh, so that was the initial email. And, it, you know, across the course of the message itself, you know, <clears throat> some sort of rambling and ranting, like, you know, I'm pissed that, that, that I was doing this and that, that they say now it's not important. And I'm, I'm kind of pissed about the open and like, how it comes up every year and they say, this is what fitness is. And here's your test for fitness. That's like, this is not what wellness is for my people. This is what, this is what the sport of fitness was doing. And, and, and then you take uh, 2019, the workout that was thrusters and pull-ups at the end of the year, right? Uh, thrusters and chest of bar And uh, it was the first time I had ever not programmed a workout, an open workout for my gym because it was such a bad idea. It was one of those things like, I was like, "You're going to get hurt doing this." I've had athletes try desperately to do X number of chest bar pull ups and, and with, you know, not rhabdo, but something akin to that uh, the next day, and I thought, "This isn't. This actually isn't healthy." They're saying that 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 this is a health and wellness initiative, but this is not. This I wouldn't be preparing somebody for that type of test, a test of fitness, if I was concerned mostly about their health and wellness. And I had these athletes who would gnaw their arms off to try to successfully accomplish that test. And, and I said, that's not a good idea. And so it was one of those times where I felt like what they're telling us fitness is, and what they're saying that CrossFit is about, the health and wellness side, these things are, don't feel compatible. They don't feel – and, and so anyway, long story short. And so really? I make against CrossFit in that regard. I say, you know, there are other methods out there should I have been exploring those things, you know, if my members' goals are just to get strong? It, <clears throat> this is, you know, there's, there's backstory behind this. You know, when I took my L1 certification originally, um, approach to teaching, it was very, very dogmatic. I remember sitting in this class and I had it in my notes. And I asked, <clears throat> um, what about, you know, what about traditional strength programs like, uh, the Wonder they're five, three, one or a five by five or something like that? that are really well-established uh, strength programs. And the guy who was up in the front, and I love him to death, his name is Russell, um, said, no, there is no place for that. You only need to do CrossFit the way we are telling you to do it right now. That, that will satisfy all of your strength concerns, period. It was a very dogmatic approach. And I asked about <coughs> programming strategies. And he said, no, it is singlet, couplet, triplet, rest day. That is all you need that is sufficient period and so literally i came out of that meeting being like there is one way to do crossfit and i didn't i didn't really agree with that now in subsequent conversations i've been talking to other people about how they program their how they program in their boxes and strength biases and cardio biases and all kinds of different programs that they run kind of in parallel to the other crossfit stuff And I think we all kind of agree that, you know, CrossFit is just making sure you're hitting all the possible domains of fitness kind of at the same time. But again, at the time, at the time I I did my L1 certification, it was this very dogmatic,
0: here is exactly what it is. Don't need anything else. And that is the end of the discussion. Um, So, uh, so Brian, let me stop you for a second. Let's talk about a couple of things. Great, great backstory. So for one, I couldn't have this podcast without correcting you on the fact that it's not actually a level one certification. It's a certificate course. So just for the record, okay. just for the record, if anyone's listening, your level one is not a certification. Your level three is. So okay. neither here nor there, just giving you that. Um, but I want to talk about two things. I want to tell people that are listening, A, if you're unsure what Brian's talking about, just Google his name. I'm sure it'll come up there, but basically it was a long post. I'm sure there are some screenshots of it just so the listeners have some reference. And I will say, in fairness to you, I read through it a couple of times. I can, I can see why people think it's bashing CrossFit, but you were kind of posing a question. For the record, you weren't being just a complete disrespectful asshole about it. you were an affiliate owner and you're putting it out there to other affiliate owners and coaches in that group and, and just kind of trying to start a conversation when it kind of spiraled out of control. But my first question to you is, was there an email prior to that that also went to Coach Glassman? Because I think you kept saying email versus Facebook post. So just yep. for the chronological order of it, what, what happened first?
2: Okay, so I love this part because uh, I don't think
0: it got covered
2: very well in Armand Hammer's uh, discussion. So 14 months ago, 14 months ago, I had emailed uh, affiliate support. Uh, this was right. Right as they were announcing the end of regionals, uh, they had not yet created a decent plan for how <coughs> um, people were qualifying for the games going forward with the competitive future of CrossFit was. It was just this, we're done with regionals. We're, you know, we're terminating all of our, uh, all of our, so, you know, not uh, at that point, I don't know that they were terminating their social media staff, but they were done with their um, media staff uh, at that point. And so there was this, Huge change that it happened and there was like no warning about it, right? It just it was just dropped in our laps all of a sudden. Um, And I was not happy about that because a big part of what I enjoyed doing and what we worked towards in our gym a lot of times was trying to create teams, teams in particular, not just individuals, because I think there's a big difference between what goes on when you're training for for big events as a team versus individual. They're two very different things. Um, and we was uh, that that kind of enjoyed process that was a big part of what we did part of our our business model in fact we let other gyms kind of take care of um, more of the health and wellness stuff and do whatever they wanted to do and what we kind of liked doing was picking up the athletes that wanted to learn more of the competitive sport and so and we would have them in. we had this huge environment for them Um, so now that's gone right and there's no warning, no advance, anything. This is fourteen months ago before they had talked about sanctionals um, and the response and you know and, and no questions were really being answered about how we came to that conclusion how like what the process was going to look like going forward. It was all very, very nebulous and so, what I say in this email is if I had known that was the case, uh, I might not have renewed my affiliate because. Being a CrossFit affiliate is, like, it's so, especially for me, so connected to the competitive sport of CrossFit and and the regional stuff and all that, and all that. I don't know that I would have necessarily re-affiliated at that point. I might have just done what a lot of people were doing at that point, which was rebranding to reach out to a larger audience. Because at that point, CrossFit was still, I mean, and in in a lot of ways still is, uh, its own pariah you, you have folks who understand the health and wellness side of it but you have a lot of folks who see it as the dangerous sport of crossfit right so sometimes it helps and sometimes it doesn't help when the message is kind of mixed like that out in the public and, and, and i don't know if that's been well addressed so anyway <laughs> i don't know that i necessarily would have uh, but what i and what i said after that in that email is I don't like that there's so little communication about this it's really frustrating that this would come down you're not really asking us for like you're not asking us for our opinions like our opinions matter when we're voicing our opinions it doesn't seem like they matter because we're not getting responses um and that gives me some frustration about like what's happening on a uh on a managerial level like that that's frustrating i feel like the only way to voice my opinion you know as with most consumers Nobody listens to the comic cards. What they listen to is up, you know, up uptrends and downtrends in sales. I feel like the only way as a consumer of this brand, which is kind of how I feel as an affiliate owner in a lot of ways, I'm like, I'm buying the affiliate, right, and then kind of. So I feel like a customer of CrossFit in a lot of ways, but not a cross, a customer of CrossFit. Also, there's the ambassador of CrossFit, and then there's the, you know, are, am I you're not really a franchise? You're an affiliate. It, it's a weird, it's a weird interaction. I, I would say. But anyway, I don't feel particularly heard or respected as somebody who is trying to consume the CrossFit brand. If I was a customer, if I was a member of the gym, I would feel like "Eh, I I don't have confidence in in the execution of the direction. Anyway, so I say that. And what I asked for specifically 14 months ago, 14 months ago was, (coughs) it's actually longer than that now, but uh, what are my options for if I were to cancel my affiliate? Getting a refund on the time remaining on it because I, I feel like this is a bait and switch. I feel like you kind of pulled the rug out, underneath me, out from underneath me. So, like, do I get, re- like, would I get refunded that money? Is that not what happens? Do I just wait the affiliate out? Or, like, wait, what's that process look like? I asked that question. That was my question. <laughs> and it wasn't, I want you to pull my affiliate right now. I said, I probably wouldn't have re uh, upped it, but I'd like to know my options moving forward. Uh, for, you know if I were to cancel and would I get a refund if I did 14 months ago didn't get a response for over a year which is which adds fuel to the uh, to the pain of feeling not heard as an affiliate owner here I am saying expressly to support what are my options I am frustrated about this and no one responds for over a year until I'm finally mad about something right and then like oh now now we'll respond to this email in this super cheeky way, like like it was somehow a continuation of the conversation that never actually happened, right? Like, here, we're going to ignore you for a year and a half and tell you st- until you annoy us. Now we're going to respond to you. And I hate that. I absolutely hated that that was kind of the chain of emails. And it was not represented. It sounded like I had asked, pull my affiliate like a week ago. That's not true. I actually paid my affiliate dues for another year after that because i support crossfit so much i was not happy and not thrilled about the change but then as sanctionals came around i was like okay listen i'm going to adjust to this i'm going to focus on the health and wellness stuff i'm going to see where it goes but i support crossfit as an entity i I support crossfit for what they're trying to accomplish and i paid my affiliate dues again not i mean i i didn't i didn't personally cancel it i had you always had the option to cancel it but i chose not to do that and i think that gets overlooked in the conversation like i stuck with it,
0: you know i i but can he, agree I, with that i can agree with what you're saying there but let me let me ask you a couple of questions about all of this because yeah. <laughs> i like the fact that you're having your opportunity to voice your side of the story i feel oftentimes you're not getting that or just people in general don't have that opportunity so everybody listening i, I think you're entitled to that so you are currently still an affiliate coach glassman has sent you that email despite that email would you prefer to stay an affiliate so
2: the the short answer to that is yes i would prefer to stay an affiliate um again and maybe you're asking for an answer. short answer
0: or long answer which one do you want well, well give me the short i mean because a lot of what I'm hearing, and you're not unique in this, you know, people were certainly upset when they made the change. And I think it's been addressed already that, hey, CrossFit has always been about health, about helping people. And Coach Glassman is probably the first to admit, I've heard him say it, and I believe his speech is going to be out uh, from the affiliate gathering, that the game kind of spiraled out of control, and he's just reeling it back in. And there are people like you, that dug it and really were into it. And, you know, I was a box owner of three affiliates around the time we are talking about. And yeah, all my members were really pushing, you know, to, to do more, more volume. I want to make regionals, et cetera. However, it wasn't ever my business model. You know, I think, so a few questions I have is, you know, how many members do you have, first of all, about? hundred and fifty? So I mean, if you have one hundred and fifty members, realistically, if you had to think about it, how many of them, either truly care about competition or should care about competition? Because I think there's a difference there.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Um. So, at the height of when we were focusing on competitive athletes, out of one hundred and fifty, we probably had seventy five or so that had any business thinking about. Uh, thinking about regionals <clears throat> from a enjoying the training perspective, uh, having a chance to make it uh, or contribute to a team, whatever that might be. 75, I would say probably had any business thinking about regionals. Um, we that sounds them.
0: very, that sounds very high to me.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, what we were doing at the time was, I mean, largely collecting all of the athletes, uh, in the area in the kansas city area that felt like they wanted that next level of training what we were doing was we were giving them an environment to do that where we were uh allowing them to to do a lot more with uh with their time with their time spent in the gym so uh, you're right i think in a lot of ways that makes us a bit unusual um as far as people who have any business competing
0: (coughs) um, and and you understand what i say there's a difference being you know, when I had my boxes, probably twenty people, maybe even more, you would do whatever the latest craze was, be a comp trainer, misfits, or whatever. But in reality, three of them should have been. Sure. Right? So so when you say seventy-five, immediately I'm like, All right, ten of them should have you know, there's a difference between I I enjoy training hard too. I'm not I know though deep down I'm not making it to the next level. Yeah. So
2: we had um, in 20, I think it was 2016, between 2015 and 2016, um, uh, I want to say in excess of 30 athletes who finished in the top, definitely in the top 200 regionally, um, including that, our, including our masters athletes, we had <clears throat> 10 athletes who finished in the top 200 worldwide, Uh, in masters athletes I mean so very a very competitive population and a lot of people who you know had had the potential like to to push those people and you know you know in whatever workout it might be you know it's sort of a Scotty Gillespie sort of story where it's like maybe they don't have the weights but the cardio was there and so they're there in the environment to push on the cardio stuff and things like that Um, so that's that's kind of where we were you know in, in 2015 we had the Third highest scoring team in the world, um, twenty sixteen. If it wasn't for one phenomenal era we'd have qualified uh, two teams for regionals and um, and had athletes who had every, every right to make it as well.
0: Um, okay, so you're, you're proving and- you have a very competitive box. But so let me let, let's let's dive a little deeper. So. Fern and I recently did an episode and we entitled it CrossFit doesn't owe you shit. Right. And point being, and and this is kind of where the conversation happens. You know, you're, you affiliated in 2012, you said, so I assume your affiliate fee is $3,000. Correct. So I guess the question becomes what does CrossFit owe you as a licensee? Basically, like you said, we're, we're not franchises. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking the questions you asked by, you know, you, you're entitled to that, but at the same time, what does HQ actually owe an affiliate as far as how abreast do they need to keep you on the current situation on changes on all of those things? What's, what's your opinion on that? Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's tough. Um, I think there's, there's, there's two different, Stances, I mean, to take on that question. First is the obvious answer, which is they don't know a shit, right? It's like there is no part of our license agreement that says CrossFit will update you on uh, on what things are happening. There's nothing like that. Uh, they could come out tomorrow and say we lied about the whole sugar thing, and that they have every right to do that.
0: Sugar's good, Sugar's good for you. <laughs> Sugar's
2: good for you. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not you know, eating a bag of Skittles after your workout, you're an idiot, you know, whatever. Okay, sure. Um, they, they really don't owe us anything. They didn't owe us regionals. That wasn't something that they owed us in the slightest. Um, nor did they owe us uh, advertising. Um, they didn't owe us, uh, you know, being hits on a map, um, which is, I think, what a lot of people really appreciate out CrossFit is the ability to be found with an identity. Um, they don't owe us maintaining that identity. Honestly, if they came out tomorrow and said, "Hey, it's all about bodybuilding," they would have the right to do that as well. So they don't owe us that. Um, <coughs> so that I, so that's one. That is one perspective. Contractually, absolutely. Not. On the other hand, I think there is sort of a there is an ethic to to CrossFit. There is a there is a belief system, faith, <laughs> a faith and science-based uh, belief system to it that, that makes what CrossFit is largely, and this is tough, uh, largely about leadership and identity. And if they came out tomorrow and said, we lied about sugar, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be a part of CrossFit. Do you know what I mean? If they yeah. came out tomorrow and said, you need to be beating yourself to shit every single day. I wouldn't want to do CrossFit. Um, if they came out tomorrow and 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 they and Greg Glassman, if, if Greg Glassman showed up on TV tomorrow and said, "I hate gay people and I hate uh, I hate Latinos and I'm excited about you know California falling off into the ocean," I'd be like, "I can't do CrossFit. This is the guy." That I'm supposed to be following and listening to, and he has these beliefs that I can't get behind. Like I'm out. I'm sorry. You know. Um, well,
0: you're not equating getting rid of regionals with ha- you know hating no, certain no, ethnicity no. no, groups. <laughs>
2: I'm, so. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, what I'm saying is, um, I feel like there is there's there's an ethos behind uh, behind CrossFit, and I think that they there's a message to it. And it's the message that we want to believe. Um, And I think that CrossFit, the only thing, if there was anything that CrossFit owes us, it is to give us the message, right? Like, don't tell us what to think because we're all fine doing that. But like, tell us like if you're out there being the leader and the example of, uh, of what, what it, what it means to be fit, how we are to best be getting fit, give us direction, you know, lead us if you're gonna if you're gonna claim to be a leader please lead that i say i'm sorry go ahead
0: well i guess what i'm hearing is it comes down to two really important questions to ask you and to ask yourself as an affiliate owner is one did the message truly change right and that's a deep discussion you know you came on in 2012 my first affiliate opened in 2007 when, you know, I tell, I tell this story a lot, you know, when I would watch the games, it wasn't watching the games. It was clicking refresh to hit, to see who on an Excel spreadsheet ranks where, yeah. you know? So, yeah. you know, did, did the model really change or did the games just kind of take priority for a small time? Because, you know, I don't think it was ever about only the, the elite. It was about the people that want to lose a hundred pounds and change yep. their lives. And then my second, you know, uh, an addition to that would be, why can't CrossFit on track still be a competitive box even if CrossFit is pushing more towards that health? Yeah, those are wonderful questions. Um, So when we opened up,
2: uh, we did so, so initially I was working out of a a Globo gym, right? I was a personal trainer there. They gave me a, uh, it was a, a group fitness class in this tiny little room uh, no pull-up bars. You know, we had the we had slam balls, no med balls, and those one-inch barbells. That's right, it's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, this, I this thing online uh, called CrossFit, and it looks badass. I did it a couple of times. Um, I want to go get my level one certification, and I want to go
0: certificate course. Certificate. Sorry, yeah,
2: sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, you're gonna have to forgive me for all kinds of you know. You probably stuff. got uh, that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. As, as long as you keep buzzing me, I'll remember. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, so I, I took the course, I taught it in this gym, and, uh, and it wasn't for elite athletes. I made it, I mean, it was a class for everybody, and we just tried the weirdest stuff. I mean, I remember pushing a car around a neighborhood with hills, I mean, chasing it downhill and like, nearly getting crushed by it going uphill. And man, we just had a blast. And uh, and then the gym owner said, um, "We need you to charge more for this, uh, and we need to make it more and more and more selective, more and more for just the people who can afford it." And and, uh, and I was like, in that moment, I realized I want to be able to reach more people and help more people than the gym was going to allow me to do. It cost twelve hundred bucks a month to train with me, which really I it made, it made for a really small population of really wealthy folks, but there was more people that I wanted to help. I had this guy, Kevin Sage, he weighed 600 pounds when I started. And then to this day, he weighs 225 pounds, you know, awesome. Nice job. And we did that not by being a competitive gym, but by being a community that really cares about fitness and that wants to see the best for their people. And that's how we, I mean, that's, that's how we started. Um, and, and, and that's how we, I mean, honestly, that's how we continue today. Um, so CrossFit, you know, I mean, it was real easy to get pulled in the direction of the competitive athletes. It's fun. It was exciting, you know, and we did that. And I think, and, and CrossFit did it too. You know I mean? CrossFit was pulled in that direction. A lot of media, a lot of marketing, a lot of all that kind of, stuff. I that mean, it was, you know, all that, was all that kind of stuff. I would not say, so to answer your first question, I don't know that CrossFit ever ever really changed its focus and that you're right when you say it got drawn into that competitive market or into that competitive wow. pretty hard, right? Doesn't mean the CrossFit ever changed, but kind of where all the attention was going may not have been in the spot that everybody that, that we wanted it to go, right? I mean that especially, and I hear this, I hear this a lot from the folks who came around in 2007, that CrossFit hasn't changed anything. You know, a lot of, and that's what a lot of the affiliate owners say, some respectfully, some less respectfully. Um, That CrossFit never changed. Uh, It's the people like myself who got their priorities all backward or focused on something else. I don't like the idea that it was backwards because I feel like there was kind of a push for competitive, you know, the sport of CrossFit. And then that's part of like, that's part of what really frustrates me when folks respond to that. They're like, well, you know, you screwed it up the entire time. And I'm like, you know, there was a pukey, the clown. There was a, there was a, a quote CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, look to- at that. I'm wearing it. says mess you up. Mess you up. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: CrossFit- I mean, I don't <laughs> think you, and I don't think you screwed it up. I think, you know, that's the beauty of CrossFit is you have an affiliate. You can be a box that, Hey, You can only join here if you have a 500-pound deadlift and a two-minute frame. If not, you know, there's another box for you down the road. So I don't think it's a matter of screwing it up. It's a matter of saying, you know, is this the only way? And just because CrossFit has changed, does that mean I don't want to be a part of this anymore? I mean, you can still have a group of people. There's there's more opportunity than ever to compete right now.
2: I agree. You know,
0: and, I mean, whether it's you want to go to Abu Dhabi For sanctionals, I'm sure in Kansas City, there's a competition every weekend within three hours of you.
2: And that was that was part of what was a little bit frustrating in in the Kansas City area. There were like a lot of not well run competitions, and so you'd go and it'd be like terrible judging and silly events and super watered down experiences. You'd have an RX division of like three people, and that was that's what made regionals so much more worthwhile was it was a really well-run competition i mean the the problem with the problem with regionals is just too damn good um and now a lot of the sanctionals are really really good like we did granite games i think we're gonna do Watapalooza. we're gonna do all the ones that i think in the in the states for sure i don't love traveling very much um but i'll travel for something that's great (laughs) um but yeah so and what was happening in our know, local scene was not great. To the Kansas City scene, a bunch of folks doubled down on improving the quality of their local competitions. And it's made for, a, I think, a much more fulfilling competitive experience uh, in recent history. We went to um, CrossFit 816. Uh, uh, Matt and Sarah Neal run it. And they run one of the best you know, four-person competitions I've been to in a long, long time. Great great programming uh excellent judging uh crossfit fig they, well, anyway the local scene in has gotten better significantly better but right around 2018 it was kind of like eh, there's no reason to, for us to go to these competitions they're so bad so it got a bit saturated right oh yeah and, and so I, I actually i love this functional stuff that and, and you're right the opportunity to compete i mean at the pro the rx whatever the step is down from Rx, you know, divisions, it, you can get so much more of your gym involved in those sanctionals. I think it, it's wonderful. I think it's, it's a it, – I, I feel like it could usher in an entire new era of competitive uh, CrossFit. You know, maybe you're not worried about the pro stuff, but, you know, for those 75 athletes that I had, some who could have qualified regional, some who were pushing towards it, et cetera – now I have a place where every one of them can fit in. And I mean, Granite Games, we did it just recently. Damn near as an entire gym, we went up there uh, either to compete or to observe. And that was a blast. So, so the, the, the long-term vision for the Sanctionals, I think, is great and genius and getting better, um, which is really cool you know that didn't change how I felt about it in twenty eighteen when we first found out, like, rug pulled, you know, here you go. <laughs> but uh, but but now that we're quite a bit further along and that process is evolving, I'm stoked. And I think that you're right. So um the the second part of your question was do you think you could still be a box and, and, and still be crossfitting and still be competitive? And I think the answer is yes. I think you absolutely can do those things. Um the absence of regionals uh, was a bummer, for sure. I mean, I look at the, I look at the leaderboard, and, uh, you know, I miss, I miss the regional uh, filter, you know? I'm not going to lie. Like, that's still, that's still sad for me, you know? Um, I find myself in, like, 400th place worldwide, and I still don't know what that number means. Um, but, it means you're, pre- <laughs> means you're
0: a pretty fit individual.
2: <laughs> I, thank you. I appreciate that. But, uh, but, but, I, but I miss you know, the the group of guys that I ran in you know, that, that I would compete against on the leaderboard and would run into once a year at regionals. I mean, that was really, that, that was fun for me. And I'll, and I'll miss that forever um, until something else comes along that uh, that replaces that. So, um, but I do believe you can be a CrossFit gym uh, that has that competitive side. I think for our gym, the direction that we're going uh, with that is, uh, and I've I spent, Since I put that email out, I've had to spend a lot of time just thinking about, okay, what's the identity? What is it we want to do moving forward? Um, We're changing our model for programming up so that we have a greater emphasis on GPP, um, which I think is – which is good. It's going to take a little bit of adjusting. i got to get people to kind of buy into it now Um, from, you know, we're going to turn all of you guys into, you know, competitors to I'm going to – we're still going to be athletes – but we're not going to worry about your muscle up quite as much. We're going to worry about more about your health and your wellness. We're going to make more time for stretching and stuff like that. Um, so, I'm going to adjust more of the gym to do that and then have kind of add ons built into it um, that allow you to explore more of your individualized goals. And in those things, I'll probably use, you know, old school, non traditional methodologies. You know, if somebody wants to put on size in their chest. I'm probably going to put them on a bench press burger. No big deal or if they want to do competitive crossfitting, um, I may have some different wads for them to do uh, on certain days. Um, if they want to work on their handstand walk, I'll put that in some of their pre-workout kind of stuff. So I think there's, there's a way to adjust into that. Um, we're working on that. It's not, uh, and we have, we're going to have certain days I think too, where there's an extra training session for the people who want to be competitive athletes to just come in and do just competition style crossfit. you know, um,
0: It's just an, it's an adjustment. Um, So here's, here's the reality, you know, for those listening, it sounds to me like you're making the push towards CrossFit health, just like CrossFit is. It's just taking you kind of that moment. And and again, to reiterate, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you did. You kind of question what was going on, you know, in retrospect, I'm sure (sighs) you might read through that email and say, Hey, some of this came out as a little bit accusatory or rude. Yeah. it is what it is you know it's it's always hard to interpret texts and emails that's why I fight with my wife when I text right
1: and I say let's talk
0: in person so I I think there's always that aspect to it so you know I'm glad to hear that you're doing this and and I and I truly hope at the end of the day you know I don't think coach class is going to be listening to this episode but I think if he did he would say okay this is just a loyal affiliate that wanted a little more kind of direction for us and I think he could appreciate that and say hey he's he is learning. He's making the changes, and and I have the ability to to be more impactful on my community in Kansas City. So I'm glad to hear that. You know, a question that I have for you that I think a lot of affiliate owners need to to consider is basically everything you're talking about is the beauty of an affiliate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm looking at your gym right now, and you got a big ass fan. You got you know yeah. caution tape for your wall ball targets. You got a pegboard and all this cool stuff going on. If we were a franchise, it would be like, "Hey, you have to open at this time. Your colors need to be this. Here's your uniform. By the way, this is the programming." So we want kind of the best of both worlds. So you know, with everything you're saying, it's like you love the fact that we're an affiliate, but you want the direction of a franchise. So where where is that? Where does that lie for you?
2: Yeah, that's a great. I I love that question. Um, I love the freedom to, I love, yeah, I love the freedom to do whatever it is that I want to do. It it puts success or failure in my hands perpetually. The, the difficulty, the struggle, I think, is with something like regionals, it was, you know, that was a decision that came down from on high and there was no, like, there was no input. There was no place to put input or et cetera. Um, that communication is hard to deal with right but it again as a licensee versus a franchise there's no like it's it's the question you asked earlier what does crossfit actually owe you and it's they don't owe me an explanation right but i think that's kind of like that there's that middle ground where you would like a better explanation you know or at least at least some reconciliation like yeah you know what we did that you know just the simple acknowledgement like, not everybody needs the, the perfect answer to be told, yes, you're right. But it, it sometimes it's nice to just be acknowledged. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? Yeah, we, we did that. We got pulled in a direction that was, um, that was not health and wellness. It was sport. Um, <clears throat> and now we're course correcting. You know, honestly, if somebody came along and said that, it'd be a lot easier to get, to get on board. I, you know, and
0: in in fairness, I think that message is being put out there now. Um, I know Coach Glassman's speech at the affiliate gathering, the ten-year affiliate gathering in Whistler, like a month ago, is going to be put out at some point uh, on CrossFit.com, and people will have that. And I got to see him speak again at the trainer summit, and it was reiterated. I think I think that message is coming. I think sometimes people underestimate how hard it is to run a business that's. I mean, people forget. I mean, it's two thousand nineteen. It was, you know, only fourteen, fifteen years ago when it was one affiliate and a workout thrown on, you know, a, a subpar website. And you know, yeah. it's it's it, it's hard. CrossFit is still in its infancy, and it's changing the world. And you know, I can I can empathize with an affiliate owner in your situation wanting more, but I can also kind of see behind the curtain and realize there's a lot going on. And I think the, the you know the more patience we have. It, it will come to fruition in the, in the short time within a short time. But I, and again, I don't want to be on a dead horse. I think you're entitled to ask those questions. And again, I hope that things can be rectified for you. What, what, what has been the outcome so far at the box level or from people reaching out? I mean, other than this podcast, you've been featured on a couple podcasts, but what else has gone on at, at the box? Have you seen any ramifications of it there?
2: Um, so the, we we still don't have any clarity about you know so we got the email from Glassman that said uh, we're going to pull your affiliate or at least that's what it sounds like, um, but that that was the last time that we've gotten any communication. So I'm not, and I and I had emailed him back and said you know let you know please you know I I want more clarification and I'd like to be able to clarify for you what it is that we're doing in this box. And I suggest let's hold this, you know, decision in in abeyance until we can actually communicate with each other. Nothing's back since then. Um, But, uh, so I don't know. I mean, about as far as that's concerned, if he's pulling my affiliate, I haven't gotten any paperwork on that. Um, if he was mad and is still mad at me, I don't know. Um, the uh you know like you're saying it's hard to read emotion via message you know you can read that the message she sent me in a totally like calm demeanor like we want to help you we want to end your affiliate make sure you're doing the right stuff. you can read it in an angry tone like screw you and your face you know um but uh and, and so who knows uh but we haven't got any official word um where we haven't been taken off the the website or, or anything like that so maybe what's going on is they're letting us run out our contract and revisit it then, or maybe they, I I have no idea. The the short answer is I have no idea. As far as my gym is concerned, um, some good changes have come about as a result. Just in general, um, we've done much in terms of creating uh, sales, right? We've always just sort of been word of mouth, and that's been fun. Um, But as we started looking up, or, you know, looking at uh, what's going to happen once people don't find you because you're a CrossFit affiliate, you start raising questions about do you have a sales funnel, right? That's very very hip terminology right now. Uh, and, and we don't. So we're sort of revitalizing and revamping what we're doing from a business perspective uh, to make sure that we consistently have business one way or the other. And I think that'll actually make us to better business in the long term. Um, I always do this, but... We are consistently pulsing our members uh, via surveys and interviews and things like that for, okay, what is it that you really want? What are your goals? So that we're always trying to, and we're always trying to do that. We're always trying to modify how we program and what we prioritize based on what the people are telling us they really want. Well, I wanna lose weight. Here's what we're gonna to have to do. You know, I wanna look good naked, okay? You're gonna to have to do. Um, we try to match goals. Needs, uh, so we do that the best we can. And as you know, it's just one more opportunity to do that and uh, and make sure that we're on the right track for the people that are here. Um, like I said, like I talked about before, the programming strategy is going to change up just a little bit. Um, it actually, I mean, I feel like it actually makes us more in line, like you were saying, with the health and wellness perspective um, or that that approach. Um, but that's just because. Uh, we have more people now who need that in particular. And so that's the direction that we're going. Um, and this sort of profits and an idea for making our gym, making some of the training that we offer, especially for, the, for certain folks, um, even more individualized than we had made it before. So it's, a, it's, a better, it's another opportunity to make a better business uh, than we had before and still cover all of our bases. Nobody in the gym is concerned about whether or not we're it um our members our members honestly i don't know that necessarily care a whole lot um if there's crossfit in front of the name or if it's fitness on track or if it's on track well you know they just care that we're here and we're taking care of them and uh they're serving their needs or they're getting their needs served uh the competitors obviously are probably the the competitors I, i would say are the ones who are most concerned with us not being an affiliate um, because they so emotionally attach themselves to CrossFit, uh, which is counterintuitive to the push, right? It's like, but so, you know, psychology is what it's going to be. My direction for the gym, uh, if they let us keep the affiliate, um, I'll keep paying for it. Um, Again, it it sounds sounds crazy in light of all of the exciting drama but I support CrossFit completely you know I'm mean, like there are things that are frustrating about it I mean you love your mom right but there are going to be things about your mom that frustrate you from time to time you're like mom stop like coddling or whatever it might be you know um <sighs> but you still love your mom and you support your mom I feel the same way about CrossFit I love CrossFit I really do it's done so it's done way more for me than I could have ever asked um you know so I don't know if you know much about me. Uh, A long time ago, I was a researcher in clinical psychology. And uh, we came up with a a, a treatment strategy for depression. Depression is this huge epidemic, right? Um, And we looked at what's going to be the most effective way uh, to intervene for people who are depressed. And we created this treatment strategy called therapeutic lifestyle change for depression. Steve will already look it up. It's amazing. And uh, we implemented some behavioral activation, uh, get outside changing your diet, start exercising, build a social community around you that is supportive and focuses on goal-oriented activities and praising the accomplishments of your day. And what we found was we had a symptom reduction, a pretty large study, pretty hard to pull off, a symptom reduction, average symptom reduction of about 90%. So Average symptom reduction for people who are taking medication is about 34 to 38%. That means you're still mostly depressed, right? We found a symptom reduction of 90% and a response rate that was even higher. And they maintained it for three years afterwards. This is before I had ever heard of CrossFit. This was back in uh, 2004, 2005. I'd never heard of CrossFit before in my life. So as we started to build this gym, you know coming from that 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 perspective i i crossfit is going to cure depression that's what's going to happen like diabetes yes uh, a lot of the health crises absolutely but the thing that matters probably the most to me is i believe crossfit and the community built here will cure depression i myself have dealt with bipolar depression for most of my life and it is the community, the exercise. Oh, and, and more, and very interestingly, the most important component, uh, I actually did my master's thesis on this, uh, most important component of that therapeutic lifestyle change was the exercise portion. Right. Fascinatingly. If you adhered to the exercise that predicted that you were going to get better more consistently than anything else. Right. Um, and that has been the thing that has kept me healthy for a long, long time. And I don't, I don't, Medicate at all. Um, I'm one of those super lucky people who, like, uh, not quite full on mania. They call it hypomania, um, but lots of depressed episodes. And it, it it is thanks to the steering CrossFit that I haven't had a single episode of that for. I mean, we're at ten years. It's insane. Um, those are better results than anybody has ever had taking medications. So. So I owe CrossFit a lot. That's what I mean to say. I owe CrossFit a lot. I know a lot of people owe CrossFit a lot, and I think there is an opportunity with CrossFit to not just change the world in terms of our health markers, but in terms of our mental health markers. I think we're also we also have the capacity to change the world, and I want to support that every single day. Okay. Um, Well, I certainly.
0: (laughs) I mean, that story is really you know amazing, and I hope that people are still listening to this episode and and hear that because it sounds to me like first of all, I mean, congratulations on that for yourself and for all the people that you've had the, you know, privilege of influencing in there. That's a tremendous, you know, I have my master's in psychology as well. And um, I think that's really awesome stuff. And you know, as you're saying that, what it really sounds like is CrossFit health, right? So, you know, this whole story sounds to me a little bit, you know, and I hate to diminish it and downplay it and kind of ruin a good story, but it's like, hey, this is just a, a box owner that wanted a little more information, put it out there. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, came at him for the wrong reasons without knowing the truth behind it all. So Isn't that how that works? <laughs> that is, uh, that is unfortunately, you know, the world we live in. But I'm really glad that I, hopefully I gave you a little bit of a platform to came on here, you know, and best hour of their day is all about that. And we, we really hope it did that for you. Absolutely. Dude. Uh, yeah. I really appreciate the time. I don't think there's anything more to really add to that because I think that was a great way to kind of, you know, end this whole thing. You know, the, the, um, I, I just hope that everyone listening heard that part of it and realizes, Hey, Brian is not this delusional, crazy person that just wants to beat people down with volume and is mad about regionals, but he's someone that actually, you know, still cares about believes in CrossFit and just had a couple questions. And, and I hope some of the higher ups at HQ, and I'm sure, You know, people can pass this along to them, hear your story and realize, hey, this isn't a bad dude. This is just someone that's really, I mean, trying to help other people and and change their lives. Do you have anything else that I can let you add to that?
2: Uh, I don't. If if you're not careful, I'll talk for another hour and a half. So
0: (laughs) yeah, i let you talk a lot, but I think it was important for you to get your story out. Like I said, I listened to a couple other podcasts, was trying to keep up with everything, But I think at the end of the day, hey, you just need a platform to get it out there. That's what this podcast is all about. You know, like I've said, Fern and I are super pro CrossFit. We care about it. It's part of our lives. We, you know, work for the company. We travel every weekend preaching it. That'll never change. You know, and and I think, you know, it's important for us to let other people kind of step up on their box or pedestal, if you will, and, and talk about it. So. Thanks, man.
2: Yeah, I really appreciate it.
0: Well, I wish you nothing but the best, and I hope that everything gets rectified. And of course, when it does, we'd love to have you back on and talk about it.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, uh, you've got my.
0: We're friends on Facebook now, so <laughs> you can look me up any old day. You got it, Brian. Well, I appreciate your time, and um, we look forward to hearing about you and and keep up the good work over at CrossFit On Track and keep changing lives. Thanks, man. We'll do. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send us any feedback you have to at best hour of their day on Instagram and best hour of their day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.